Wow. Cool. Um, Kristen, did, did I tell you that Ari's traveling with me next weekend to a youth conference? That's cool, Ari. Yeah, she's coming to uh, the Richmond New Life Youth Conference next Friday, Saturday with me. And um, that's kind of cool. Hey, Ari. You. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, yeah, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, um, let's pray. Holy Spirit, we just love you. Jesus, we look to you right now. We look to you right now. <laughs> we look to you right now. And when we look to you, Jesus, the things of this world grow strangely dim. And we just thank you that, yeah, we're here in this room on earth, but we're also seated in heavenly places with you at the same time. And God, we're surrounded thoroughly with your glory. Sometimes that goes unmanifest and sometimes it manifests into this world, but we're surrounded by you. And we just choose to look at you right now and behold you and honor you in this moment and say, Holy Spirit, like Kristen was sharing, Holy Spirit, we're hungry for more. We thank you for the little circle of experience with you that we've had in our lives each of us individually, and we ask you to widen the circle, God. We ask that, God, that there would be exponential growth. God, we're all hungry for more. We're all hungry for more. Jesus. I just get this picture of, um, uh, you know, Hunger is a cool thing because hunger is evidence that God has something for you to fill the thing that you're hungry for. Hunger is not just to show you what you can't have or what you're missing out on. Hunger is to show you what is next in line for you. And um, I just get this image of like, and I just, I'm just thinking as I'm praying about what it's like to be hungry for food. And, you know, like it starts to take over, you know, you can be trying to do something um, you can be trying to have a conversation with someone. You can be trying to get about your daily business and you're trying to do the thing that you're meant to be engaged with in the moment. But when you're hungry, the, the thought of I need to fill that hunger starts to distract you from the thing that you're meant to be doing. And the more hungry you get, the more distracted you get until you get to the point where, listen, I'm just going to need to take a break because I need to get some food. And I've, I've been at the point, um, actually multiple, t way too many times, where, um, where I've been in meetings uh, where there have been silent patches, you know. And, um, and you're like, far out. I'm, before you get to the meeting, you're like, man, I'm pretty hungry. And then you get to the meeting, you're like, oh, I'm all of a sudden real hungry. And then you're like, man, I wonder if anyone else is hungry. And then the person's talking about whatever they're talking about. Maybe it's like me, I'm praying right now and talking to you guys. And maybe you're in this room and you're hungry. And as I'm talking about the hunger, you're getting hungrier. 
And, um, you know, you get to that point and you start to realize, oh, far out. I should have had a little bit more breakfast. And then you're like, oh, no, don't do it. Stomach, behave. Stop it. And you start to feel that grumbling in your stomach. And then you feel it first. But there's a point that happens where, where if you don't listen to the feeling, it starts making a noise. And I've had it before. I remember being in a room of pastors that we were hosting in Whangarei. And um, I think it was when uh, Chris Vallotton was with us. And there were about, about a, I don't know, 50 to 100 pastors in our little room. And everyone was quiet. And my stomach was just like... <laughs> I was like, uh, sorry, guys. Sorry. Sorry. A little bit hungry. <laughs> I apologize for my hunger. And... Um, and, you know, I think, I think that um, uh, that does a few things. That, first of all, embarrasses you and causes you to think, oh, this is getting pretty desperate. I need this now. To the point where I may leave this meeting and just run down the road and grab a kebab. Uh, and that might even be rude, but it's going to be for the benefit of not just myself, but everyone else now. They won't have to listen to my grumbling. And the other thing it does is it alerts the people around you that you're hungry so that they can aid you in, in directing you to what your stomach is growling for. And I just get this picture of you guys in this room, like, like your spiritual stomach making those noises. And it be, being two things. It being awkward and almost embarrassing in the way that it is stopping you in your tracks and f- almost forcing you towards what God has for you. I see people in this room even quitting um, career paths and things like that and being diverted in, in the direction of the hunger of their spirit, of the hunger of their souls. Uh, I, I feel like some of you are in this place, and I won't point anyone out, but some of you are even in this place where you've been doing something for a long time and you're wondering, why am I even doing this? And you've been feeling this draw this way, and that draw is getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And you're at this point where you're like, you know what, I'm just about ready to say stuff it all, I'm going this way. And, and in fact, I want to encourage you and say you are in fact at that point. And you're not at that point because you got yourself to that point. You're at that point because this is where God is leading you, and you're about to jump off one track onto another track. The railway conductor is about to just go chink and shift the track on you, and you're about to go in a completely different direction, but it's a direction that your heart has been longing for for a long time, but your mind has said you can't do that because of dot, 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 or dot. And so I want to encourage you, if you're sitting in this room and that's you, just get ready for that and be encouraged and have courage when that day comes because it will come and God will provide. And I just feel also like there's this element where I see you, uh, and it's not, it's not just around one or two, but it's around the majority, if not all of you, where you are, you are gathering around one another and you are helping each other towards the thing that you are each hungry for. And in general, that's more of Jesus, but specifically that looks like different things. Some of you will find your hunger for Jesus is manifesting and, and pointing you in that direction, and others of you, your hunger for Jesus will be pointing you in another direction. Some of you might be dreaming about going to India, and others of you might be dreaming about going down the road to downtown Tauranga. But there's, but there's 
hunger that's going to start to be an awkward, embarrassing, but life-changing, course-altering hunger that is actually the leading of the Spirit for you. I think even as a church. Um, Holy Spirit. That was not in my notes. But that's, that's something I think that is here this morning. Um, before I carry on, Chris and Natasha, thank you so much for having me and my family again. And um, thank you for prophesying over Ari. Um, Ari, Kristen was the first guy to ever prophesy over me. Did you know that? When I was not much older than you. And, um, and that has, his word has set me on my journey. Um, and is a big part of the reason that, that I do what I do. And so I just, you know, I said early on in my Christian walk, however I can serve Kristen Williams, I will do that. Um, I owe a lot of my, my journey to Kristen, and all of the fruit in my account um, is, um, is also in Kristen's account. It's an um, <clears throat> honor to be here. Um, um, just a couple of things before I share. I've got a word that God's been stirring in my heart for the church um, this morning. And, but just a few things, and there'll be a few things after I share the word as well. But just quickly is that the lady that um, you, that were or, you were already picked on this morning. Yeah, so just to pick on you again, uh, double whammy. Yep, I, I, as Kristen was prophesying over you, I saw... Um, like a, um, a harvesting equipment being put into your hands. And I saw the harvest being, um, being not just made available to you, but I saw you like if there was a harvesting crew in a van on the way to harvest a field, you were, you were not in the van on the way to the field, you were getting out of the van at the field. And you were getting the harvesting equipment out of the back and there was an, ev- there was an evangelistic, like a I believe even a five-fold evangelistic mantle on your shoulders to reap a massive harvest, to reap a, a magnificent harvest. And I, and I see um, God is going to give you the ones, and those ones are going to open doors to families and communities. And God is going to give you access, and He's going to give you favor with the ones who are, um, who are, who are gatekeepers as it were, quote-unquote, gatekeepers to communities, to their families, and to schools, and to people groups, and, um, and God's going to start to connect you with them, and you're going to start to say, wow, the amount of wild, unbelievable, divine, you would not believe the divine appointments I've been getting lately. This is going to be what you're saying to people. You would not believe the divine appointments I've been getting lately. This person emailed me and this happened and I just had this thought, so I shared it with them and that led to this and then I had a cup of coffee with them and then the cup of coffee, they said, come over tonight, meet my family. I mean, we prayed together, they all got saved and then the son was at his school and he's the head of the uh, blah, blah, blah on the school and so they invited me to the rowing club and we went to the rowing club and then the whole rowing club got saved and then there was one guy in the rowing club that was going to be uh, next in line for the Olympics and I've, I've been now asked to be the chaplain for the Olympics of New Zealand and rowing. It's just going to be one thing leading to the next. I'm not saying that necessarily specifically, but just as an example. And so, but maybe specifically. Lord, bless her in Jesus' name. 
I bless you. And right now I release that mantle over your shoulders and that fire on your feet right now. The fire of God, on, when you speak, there's a fire on your words to set captives free. In Jesus' name. Yes. More, Lord. More, 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 more. <laughs> ah. Take that. Um, <laughs> also, um, I just had this strange picture, and I don't quite exact, I haven't fully landed on exactly what it means, but I wanted to ask a question um, just to explore this a little bit further. But is there anyone here of South African descent? Uh, okay. <laughs> That's classic. Well, it might, it might not be you, but we'll just carry on. Um, South African descent, and you are a, a, uh, you're involved in law, or you're in, you're in a law, a legal thing right now? You are? Yes. Are you? So you're in a you're in a, 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 a you're going through a legal whatever it is thing right now. That's fine, and I see. And you're from uh, South African descent, Zimbabwe. Forty years. You've got the accent, so I just assuming that's you. Um, I can't pick on you all day, so you know. <laughs> and um, I, I, I saw this. I saw this image, and um, I saw the image of this. Um, to take this in the right way, but I saw this image of a rhinoceros with a with a horn, and it was wearing legal a, le, a, a lawyer's wig. You know, the the like a legal wig, like a judge's wig, whatever. You know what I mean. And um, and I saw the horn being cut off and a new horn growing. And, and I, fe I felt like there was an authority, there was something that um, legally wise, an authority that was cut off, but a new authority that was, that was budding out. And it would be a different thing, but that would be a, a bigger authority to bring justice and to bring um, like reconciliation for a past season. And so I just um, declare over you that where there's authority that's been cut off, there's fresh authority coming, and there's th fresh authority here to re even revisit some things from ago, from another season, that, that God has justice for you and God has, I don't know you said it wasn't negative, but God has justice for you and God has redemption for you in the now, and there's going to be massive celebration around you, and there's a fresh authority coming on you um, from the Lord that will not be taken away. So I bless you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Jesus. Um, also, um, just, just, just. Well, there might be some more of this at the end, but I, I was standing here and I, I. Ah, oh, there's a few things actually. There, I, I, um, I was standing here uh, there. I was standing there, not here. There. And I felt like this heat, like there was a heat, and I'm looking, there's no heater, 
but there was a heat that, like, quite a strong heat that went down um, my, the back of my right leg and then on my left knee. And um, I, felt, I feel like there's someone here and there's something wrong with uh, maybe the back of your right leg and particularly maybe your hamstring. Um, who is that? Back of your right leg, maybe your hamstring, but the back of your right leg. This one? All the way down? That's it? Come on. Jesus. Get ready. Get ready. It's a good day for you. And then um, someone here also with the left knee. There was something with the left knee, and there was something to do with right inside the joint there. Um, something Like a notch or something in the way in the joint. Boom. Good day for you too. Okay, so put your, you put your hand on your left knee. And you put your hand on your side where there's pain as it go right down your leg, right to the bottom. Okay, yep. And so if you're around these people, let's just gather around them. And if some of you want to leave your seat, you can do that too. Just gather around them. And we're just going to release the healing power of Jesus on you. And we're going to believe God for a miracle for you this morning. Okay? And so Jesus, right now, we thank you for these ones. And we thank you that you're right here, right now. I command all pain right now to leave in Jesus' name. Where there are things that need to disappear, I ask for a creative miracle to disappear those things, Lord. And God, we release your grace right now through the nervous system, through the, the muscles, through the tendons, through um, anything pinching right now, that everything would be free right now. We release your peace in Jesus' name, the peace of God coming over your bodies right now. In the name of Jesus, we, we declare a full restoration, a reconstruction of this knee. We ask God for heavenly reconstructive surgery of the left knee. God, right now, we ask for a, a, a full restoration of that knee in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. No more pain. No more pain. No more pain. No more pain. Thank you, Jesus. No more pain. No more pain. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Right, you can just check that out as you, as you, um, as you feel to. I'm going to carry on, and at some point, let me know what's going on. Um, but we're going to carry on. We're going to pray for some more people at the end. Uh, just aware of time, I'm just going to carry on for now, but... Bless you guys. Please just check that out when, you know, even now or whenever you want to. Um, check it out and let us know how it's going. It's important that you do check it out because that's often the moment that you actually receive the healing. So check it out and, um, and just feel free to let me know. Um, and if you, are the, if you are here and you're like, oh man, I want to get healed. How come he doesn't call my thing out? Then I would just suggest just be healed. You know, and you're like, well, hang on. How do I do that? Well, just, just, just open your heart and just receive. God's here in this room. Just receive that. You don't need to. I mean, a word can help, but it doesn't need that. You can just receive right now. The presence of God is here to heal. 
And, um, and so my encouragement is, as I'm sharing this morning, just receive your healing. All right? Amen. Jesus. So um, I want to just share a couple of things around the season that I think we are beginning right now. And I want to share just some stuff that, that God's put on my heart and some of my experience over the last, really over the last month slash six weeks. Um, and some of my journey over that time and some things that God's shown me. We're in awesome times right now. Like there's something just beginning, and I emphasize the word beginning, but there's something embryonically beginning. <laughs> some, I've heard people say, man, we're in revival. This is revival right now. I would say, no, I don't really agree with that. But I would say we're at maybe, and I'm praying, God, that we are at the beginning of what you could term revival. It's, it's, it's like um, seed, not tree. It's, uh, it's baby, not mature. Jesus in full-time ministry. It's, it's, um, it's small at the moment. But there is something stirring. And there is something happening. Um, I, I could tell you lots of stories, but there's just, there's just um, a whole bunch of stuff happening around us at the moment in the Coromandel. And this is just, I've heard stories from all over New Zealand, but from our neck of the woods, there's, um, there's young people that I never thought would be people that would be giving their hearts to Jesus. Um, and they're giving their heart to Jesus. There's, um, we had a, a moment a, f- a few weekends ago, well, about six weeks ago, where a whole bunch of the young people from Taitoa got baptized in the Holy Spirit in the most wonderful, wonderful way. And it was just incredible moment. I'm going to share a little bit about that soon. And, um, and miracles are happening and stuff is happening. Uh, people's, a, a good friend of mine who's a, who's a, who's a, a, a nationally recognized prophet, um, he said to me, you know what, I have, I, for the last four years, I haven't had one vision and I haven't had one dream. And I would be having dreams every night and visions every day before that for years, for like a decade. And nothing. For four years, it, it reminds me of the 400 years of silence before Jesus. It, 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 the, four, the number four, just like, ooh, that's an interesting number, four years. And he said, it's almost four years to the day, I came to the, a worship night that you put on, actually with a local friend of mine from here, um, Hans, who some of you might know. Um, he came and, and um, led some worship in the Coromandel with, um, with us, and it was just amazing. Such an awesome night. But my, fr- my prophet friend said, you know what, as soon as we started singing on that night, I know that there's something, uh, the last time this happened, something exploded and he told this massive story of something that happened years and years ago. But he said, you know, something happened to me on that night, and it's, and it's evidence that it's about to happen in a lot of people. It's interesting what happens in prophets' lives often is not just for them, but it's, a, it's an illustration of what's about to happen on mass. And he said, like, instantly, 
visions just started flooding into my spirit and I started seeing visions again. I went to sleep that night. I started having dreams again. I've been dreaming every night since. I've been having visions every day since. I'm busy again, like passing on this prophetic information to people left, right and center and everything's shifted for me and I know it's about to shift for everyone else. There's like just, there's just little stories like that that are just popping up everywhere and like I said, it's small but it's big enough to notice. Like the belly is showing. You can't get away with that anymore. You're, 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 the, the kind of the body of Christ is at the point, I think, where it's like, have you put, yeah, where the, the people are like, hang on. I don't want to, I don't want to um, say the wrong thing here. Um, and it's kind of that awkward situation. Do I ask them if they're pregnant or have they just put on weight? You know, it's not obviously pregnant, but it's obviously change and it might be pregnant. You know, that stage. And it's like, it's not just put on weight. The body of Christ is pregnant with something. And something's starting to show. Um, and so it's pretty cool. Um, and, I, and I get this feeling in this kind of moment that we're in, and this is kind of what I want to emphasize today, is that this moment, like everything in Scripture at its beginning phase and everything in Scripture at its initial inception, it is vulnerable. And it requires, from the church and from us, it requires intentional nurturing. It requires intentionality. It requires attention. It, it, we must not neglect this moment right now. Now is not the time to be asleep. Now is the time to be awake. Now is not the time to be caught with our pants down. Now is the time to be fully clothed. Now is not the time to be fluffing around doing our own thing now is the time to be attentive to what God is doing like I shaved my hair off <laughs> okay I shaved my hair off it was I had long hair for seven years not a big deal I had long hair for seven years and I've actually wanted to shave it off for a long time but Renee liked my long hair so I was like you know I'll keep it I'll keep it and it just got rattier and rattier and rattier because of the amount of time I spent in the ocean and uh, I was like, oh, this is just getting ridiculous. It's getting so bad. And it was just flopping in my eyes when I was surfing. And then I'd go to sleep and it'd get stuck under my shoulder and I'd twist my neck. And I was just getting so annoyed with my long hair. And, um, and I got home from a surf one day and I was complaining to Renee. And she said, you should just shave it off. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to shave it off. Because not just because it's annoying, but because something shifted in the spirit and it's holidays over. Like it's now, this is like SAS mode. This is, this is war mode. This is like, it's, it's now, like I had, I had, God has led me and my family in a season of rest. And now it's, next for, it's time for the next phase of what God has. And so that's, this is part of my response is like this simple, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shave my hair off. This is the start of something fresh. And there is a start of something fresh and it requires shift in our lives. It requires a reprioritization in each of our lives. This is a moment where Jesus is coming and He could pass you by. He could pass us by. I, I think it's at that stage where there's the option of Him passing us by or coming. I don't say that to cause fear or anything like that, but I just say this is an opportunity. God's like, hey, I want to do something. Do you want it? It reminds me of Narnia where Lucy, I can't remember which one it was, but 
They're walking down this thing and Lucy sees Aslan and she's like, Aslan's saying, go this way. And, she, and she's like, oh my gosh, it's Aslan. And everyone else is like, whatever, Lucy, you're just a little kid. Come on, man, grow up. And they're like, the obvious way, Lucy, is this way. And she's like, no, no, it's not. Aslan's there. And they're all like, no, no, it's this way. And the older kids, they, they um, pull rank and they pull everyone that way and it takes them a huge amount longer on their journey going that way. They come into all sorts of trouble. And Lucy's like, see, I told you, Aslan was right there. And then they meet Aslan later and he's like, why didn't you follow me? And, and, and the old guy's like, we thought Lucy was just seeing things. And Lucy was like, you should have just believed, man. I saw Jesus. I saw Aslan. And we're at that moment where Aslan's like, oi, over here. And we can choose the long way or the Jesus way. God, I think God's going to get us where he wants us to get one way or the other. But I think right now there's an opportunity to follow Jesus into a much greater efficiency from heaven, if that makes sense. Um, <clears throat> Matthew 18, verse 2. Matthew 18, verse 2. You guys okay? Cool. I'll try not to be too long. At that at that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Who then is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Then Jesus called a little child to him and set him in the midst of them and said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever receives um, this little child uh, sorry. Whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a millstone hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Whoa. Kind of started off like quite an encouraging passage and then turned pretty intense fast with the millstone. Um, we were, at, as I mentioned, we were, um, a whole bunch of the youth from our community had amazing encounter with God uh, just over a month ago. We had this thing in the Coromandel called the Jesus Weekend. And uh, in fact, there's another one happening right now. So we can just, Lord, just get everyone in the Coromandel. Amen. Um, and it was, it, was, um, it was super cool. My friend from the States was out and real cool guy. And, um, and he was speaking and it went on for four nights. It was meant to be two, but it extended for an extra two nights and it was cool it started off like all these people it wasn't a youth conference it wasn't a youth event but all these people came and a whole bunch of young people came and um, the young people uh, on the first night um, Chris my friend he invited he said who wants to give their lives to Jesus just come up the front and all these young people some of them that knew Jesus and some of them that didn't but they were just like yeah I'm in I want I want Jesus again or I want Jesus for the first time. They just came up the front, and you just watch as the Holy Spirit just came on these kids, and they just started to weep, and they started to shake, and they started to huddle together, and it was amazing. It wasn't amazing, Ari. It was amazing, and it was it was just um, uh, just a really beautiful moment. And it happened again the second night, um, the, and then the third night. One of one of Ari's friends had been away for the weekend, and she was like. Man, I missed out on the Jesus night. Oh, man. 
Oi, we've got to go. We were all pretty tired. We weren't going to go to the third night. And then she was like, let's get everyone to go. And so she roped us all in. We got everyone back again. Like Ari was like, let's get all our friends. Let's get all the friends. And so the, the, you know, the second night, the third night was like just a whole bunch more people. We had to rope in more drivers and, and we just took a whole lot more youth. And it was just in a powerful, powerful time. Um, the one that missed out on the, the first two nights was like, do you reckon I'll fall over if they pray for me? You know, and, and, and we're like, well, it's, you know, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Like, it's not really about falling over. It's about encountering Jesus. And she's like, yeah, but I'd be cool to fall over. We're like, you could fall over just right now if you want to just fall over. We could just push you over. Um, she's like, no, but I want, to be, I want Jesus to push me over, you know. And uh, <laughs> like, full, uh, you know, childlike, you know. And, um, and our friends was like, hey, if you missed out and you haven't received that baptism in the Holy Spirit yet, come up and... The, the Irish friend came up and, and, and we're, everyone's like, yeah, it's not going to happen, man. It's, there was like doubters and there was like just all the, all the kids. These aren't from Christian families. So they're all like looking like, yeah, we'll see what happens now. And, um, and my friend went up to her and just about got to her head and like this bolt of lightning hit her and she went flying through the air and she hit the ground. She started speaking in tongues and crying and shaking and she was like, whoa, like it was just a good time. It was fun, you know, like it was, it was fun. And then more people, and it just was like a really good four nights. Um, I said to the young people, um, the ones that received prayer and also the ones that didn't, there were people, there were some of the young people there from, from that had never been to a Christian event before. One of them was sitting there like this, just like, <laughs> what the handkerchiefs is happening here? Like just, ah! And, and like, do you want prayer? No, 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 I'm fine. Just like freaking out, you know. And there's another one. Uh, one of Ari's best mates was like, uh, one of them came to pray for, for her and she like ran off. And I think she got chased around the room. Like, it was just a classic, so classic. But I was talking to those ones, the ones that didn't receive prayer. And I was like, how was it for you? And they were like, oh, my gosh, it was so cool, man. When are they going to do another one? That was awesome. We should get everyone here. Even the ones that didn't receive prayer were like, this is incredible. This is so cool. And they were praying for people. And how did he know that about that person? And that person got healed and that miracle happened. And I've never seen this stuff before. This is so cool. And then uh, the ones that did receive prayer were like, man, that was amazing. I, like, I've, I've, got my, I've got the gift of tongues, but I've only got like three words. They sound so funny. And so we're like, just practice, you know. And it was just like cool conversation. The kids just had nothing but good to say about this time. And then, so that's that. Do so you hold that there? Then I'm going to come over here for a second. Over here, I talked to some of the seasoned Christians, like, like me, and some of the older people uh, that were there, some of the ones that had been to many different Christian events, many different Christian meetings, many conferences, had, had many different encounters with God. And, um, and I was like, hey, so how was that for you guys? What did you guys think? And they were like, yeah, well, it was cool what happened with the young people, but man, whew, I mean... Lot, lot of them, lot, you know, like uh, some, sometimes the American culture doesn't fully, you know, like rub off on the Coromandel um, vibe quite well. You know, like there's a lot of hallelujahs in there and stuff like that and praise the lords and th that sort of thing. And I don't know. And like the offering was a bit, was pretty off, bro. The offering was pretty off. And it actually was pretty off. They had a, they had, a, that was actually, um, um, I also thought it was pretty off, <laughs> to be completely honest with you. Um, and, and they were like, yeah, the, the, the music was good. It was good. I, I thought it was cool, but man, it would have been cool to have. And, and they were like analyzing this moment 
And I kept thinking to myself, yeah, I, I 100% can hear what you're saying. And if I, I probably actually agree with what you're saying. But what about the kids, man? What about the youth? What about, okay, that's what God didn't do. But what about what God did do? That, that's what didn't happen or, 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 or that's what maybe was even what the enemy did. Not even what God didn't do, but maybe even what the enemy did. Maybe there was a bit of mixture there. But man, what God did with those youth, man, wasn't that amazing? And I just realized that the, that the childlike heart, unless you become like a little child, that childlike heart stood in wonder at God to the point that it was blind. Well, it wasn't even blind. They were like, yeah, that offering was a bit funny, but, the, but they majored on what God, but God. And everyone else was like, yeah, God, but the devil. So that's the difference. It's, it's, it's oh, the offering, and da, 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 but God was amazing. Oh, yeah, God, but the devil was, oh, that was just not good. And the emphasis is in the wrong place. <clears throat> the Bible says this in, in the Ten Commandments, honor your mother and father that you might live long and that it might go well with you in the, in the land the Lord your God has given you. It's the first commandment with a promise attached to it, and the promise is life and favor. Increased life and increased favor. And it, of course that applies to you honoring your mother and father, but it's much beyond that. It's also honoring your father in heaven. And as you stand in honor, honor is the, is the, the heart posture and the way of celebrating who someone is without tripping up over who they're not. Or celebrating what someone's doing without tripping up over what they're not doing. That's honor. And when we honor God or when we live in, a, in the way of honor, what, what happens is life grows and favor grows. What is life? Everything that is, every, everything that is alive, the life that makes it alive is from God. There is nothing. There, there is. There is. Two, there are two things: life and death. Death is not from God. Life is from God. Amen. What that means is, when you walk in honor, what is from God in your life and in your community grows, and favor comes as a result of that. That's a principle. And as the church, we're at this moment where there's a cloud as small as a man's hand, where there's stuff happening. It's not big enough yet for it to be fully engulfing everything that we're doing to the point that there's no enemy interaction, that there's no mixture, that there's no bad stuff happening anymore or dysfunction happening anymore. We're in a place where there's dysfunction everywhere, where there's stupid things being said, where there's all this stuff going on that we're not okay with. And I'm not saying be blind or ignore that. What I am saying is let's major on what God's doing, even if it's only as small as a man's hand. Like in your conversations, and, and, the, and the reason I'm saying that is because this move of the Spirit is a little tiny newborn baby right now. And the way we protect that is by, is by waiting our attention on that and not being distracted by everything else. Because if you are distracted from the baby, if you are distracted from what God's doing, by default, you will neglect the move of God that is available to your community and to you personally. 
And if you neglect it, it will, it will shrink. And if you neglect it long enough, it will die. But if you look after it, it will grow, it will mature, and it will bear fruit. And it will become, a, I believe, the greatest move of God that this planet has ever seen. And the reason I say that is because the tra- trajectory of the kingdom is we go from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. We don't go from glory to glory to glory. It goes up, not down. In your conversations, it's like, I'm not saying don't talk about and don't address the stuff that needs to be addressed, but I'm saying like when we talk about it, let's just each individually ensure that the center of our hearts are anchored in what he's done and what he's doing in thankfulness, in gratitude, and in an awareness, and in an intentional looking. Sometimes you don't see because you don't look. But if you look, you'll see, and if you see, you can be. Whatever you behold, you become like. And God is moving. Let's watch what He's doing. And celebrate it and see it grow. Amen? Um. I, th- I think we're going to have mo- we're going to have times where there's going to be there's going to be tension. There's going to be um, wrestling. There's going to be uh, all sorts of stuff as God confronts us individually on the inside of ourselves. God God is going to confront each one of us, and that's going to be beautiful and glorious and also terrible um, and and confronting. And he's also going to do that, not just as a, for us individually, but also as churches across New Zealand. There's going to be confrontation, but it's for the purpose of healing and restoration. Whenever God reveals pain, it's for the purpose of healing. Pa- pain is beautiful. Pain lets you know what is next in line to be healed. And so when God reveals pain in the church, you can guarantee that is not for the purpose of saying, oh, you're stuffed, you're terminal, see you later, go home and die. That is for the purpose of saying, hey, that pain is to point you towards the great decision. And I think that as we step further towards this move of the Spirit that God is beginning amongst us right now, that there is going to be pain surface. And when that surfaces, and you individually or as you corporately, it's important that we press towards the pain and find Jesus in it and be healed. And so in that, you're going to have conversations where you're going to have disgruntlement in your conversation. Like, hey, this person did this, or they said that, or man, I'm frustrated with this, or that's not really working, or come on, man, I think that's so old school. We've moved beyond that season. We're in a fresh season now. Why do we do church like this when we're meant to be doing it like that? We are in a season of reformation where God is challenging the old and, and, and bringing us forward into the new. But that's when He does that, we have to be so careful that we don't persecute the baby while we're getting rid of the bathwater. And what that looks like is in our everyday conversations with one another. Bill Johnson used to say this. He still probably says it all the time. But when we were at school in um, Reading, he used to say, you know, the greatest persecutor of of the new move of the Spirit is the last move of the Spirit. And I remember saying... There's no way on earth that's going to be me or my friends. Like that just, and we would just be like, that's just, that, that's the cool, we were like, man, that's so cool. That's not going to be us. And then I realized that at Jesus weekend, 
I was like, oh my gosh. I can't believe it. It's happened. Well, it, that just ha- I realized that just happened. The last move of the Spirit, represented by the older people my age and above in the room, were centering their attention in a way that nitpicked and was picking specks out of the eyeballs of what God was doing in the room that the young people were like, man, we're in on this. This is amazing. And I realized that's, the, that's a low-level form of the old persecuting the new. And I thought, man, we've got to nip this in the bud right now. And we've got to bring people's attention back to, hey, sure, you're right about that and you're right about that, but God is amazing. And let's trust the process. Um, uh, I might just scrap that scripture. It was a good one. But well, we can maybe come back to it another, another time. Um, I had a, I'm going to share one vision that I had just recently, and then, and then we're going to pray. Um, but I had, uh, I was actually last week, I was at a, a prayer meeting. <coughs> Beg your pardon. I'll drink to that. I was at a prayer meeting. Amen. <coughs> Still got that cheesecake in the back of my throat from last night. <laughs> Such good cheesecake. If you, um, Steve, by the way, is a good cheesecaker. If you want cheesecake, see, I see a cheesecake business over you, Steve. Yeah. Um, I was at this prayer meeting and I saw this this vision as we were praying, and it was a golden microscope. And I was like, wow, that's so interesting, a golden microscope. And everyone was gathered around this microscope, and they were worshipping the microscope. And, um, and then I saw this, this liquid from heaven just pour over the microscope, and it melted this microscope. And I said, what's the, what's the liquid? And God said, that's, that's my presence and my glory. And so um, I was like, wow, cool. And, wh- and so, okay, what's the microscope? And he said, the microscope is... <clears throat> people's opinions that they hold above my opinion and they're worshiping their own opinions at the expense of believing what I believe and having the opinion that I have. And, and he said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start to melt that idol out of people's lives, that people are actually worshiping the idol of their own opinions at the expense I've been invested in the next move of the Spirit. And I realized that that was, in fact, exactly what was happening at, in my conversations after the Jesus weekend, is that people were holding their opinion of the event, their opinion of what God was doing, above God's opinion of what He was doing. And it was actually stopping them being able to take part in the glory and presence of God. The, the people... The young people that, that didn't have the golden microscope in their hearts were, were enjoying, were in the thick, experiencing this outpouring of the Spirit where people around them that had the microscope in their hearts, that over-analytical spirit, that thing that's looking for specks in every situation and in every other person. They're, they're, and, and I don't know why we necessarily do that, but there's a temptation in the human heart to find specks in others. 
<clears throat> I don't know if you noticed that, but it's, it's true. And particularly as you get older, it's a strange one. And, um, but I think we're at this moment right now where God's going to start melting down that microscope. And so what I want to do is I want to pray. And I want to pray, or oh, carefully moving that with that cup of water down there. I want to pray for, for you to have a microscope melting moment this morning. Um, and I know that's a little bit con- confronting, but I just want to pray that, you are, that, that if you've been struggling with discouragement or you've been struggling with, um, with, with when you look around thinking, man, we're just in a mess. And you haven't been able to see the, the, the cloud as small as a man's hand. You haven't been able to keep your attention on Maybe you see it from time to time, but there's a difference between glancing at it and keeping your attention on it. You've been having a hard time keeping your attention on that cloud as small as a man's hand, on that, the beautiful things that God is doing. And it's because of this thing that you're noticing all the other things, and they've been distracting you. But I, just, I just think that there's a, there's a moment right now where you get to actually surrender your own opinion and just say, God, I want to see what you see. I want to see, I want to have eyes to see what you see. I want to have ears to hear what you hear. I want to have a mind to think the way you think. And to do that, I'm making room in my heart by saying I surrender any idol that I've had, any of my own opinions that I have been holding in front of you, before you, above you, even in whatever disguise they've come in, that I let go of those and I, want to, and I want to invite you to reform me within me so that it's the image of Christ that I'm worshipping and not the golden, the golden microscope. So we're going to pray for that. And then, um, and then I simply just want to pray that God would awaken a fresh layer of what he's already begun in this church. And I think that's, I, I mean, to me, it just seems like you're, you're in a divine setup right now, that God is setting you up. And, um, and it's, been a, it's been a tumultuous few years up until this point, but the seasons have shifted. And there's divine justice, heavenly justice, on the horizon. There's heavenly justice. Heavenly justice doesn't look like anyone gets punished. It looks like everyone gets restored. That's good news. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. So just close your eyes with me. <clears throat> Holy Spirit, right now, I just thank you God, that we don't need to pick specks out of our brothers and sisters' eyes, but that you are the one that does that, God. And we just look to you, Jesus, and we say, would you take those things that stop us from being able to see you and see what you're doing? Would you take those opinions that we've held above you, God, and would you take them from us? We invite you, God. We invite you to do that. It's, it's almost something that you don't do without invitation, but God, we invite you to do it. 
right now. And if you're in this room and you're like, you know what, I actually want to, I actually think that he's, and I know this is a little bit confronting, but, <laughs> but God gives grace to the humble. And if you're in this room and you're like, you know what, I actually, I actually want to respond to that. And I actually want to say, yeah, I, I, I say yes. I, I think there's been a little bit of, whether it's a big bit or a little bit, of a, a golden microscope in my life where I've been noticing the specks and others above the glory of God and above what he's doing and above what he sees. If that's you and you're kind of feeling a connection with or a conviction by what I've been saying, I just want you to stand up right now. Awesome. I know that's a bit of a call. Just uh, you had, it takes a bit of it's it takes a bit of bravery to stand up. It's like it's um. But God gives grace to the humble. God gives grace to the humble. God gives grace to the humble. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Yeah, right now. Right now, over every person standing, just release your spirit, God. Holy Spirit, come. Just like that vision. Holy Spirit, come and pour out. Pour out the oil on each of these ones. Pour out the oil on each of these ones. I just speak to an open heaven over this room and say, let, let there be a outpouring right now of the oil of heaven, of the oil of the Spirit that would melt every opinion and every perspective that is in opposition to Jesus right now, that is in opposition to the wisdom of the cross right now. Right now, we just declare that in the name of Jesus, just a, a melting, a melting of the Spirit, a melting of our hearts right now, God, that there would be a um, a manifestation of your love, God, an awareness of your love in these hearts and in these minds that would melt every other opinion, God. I declare golden eyes, eyes that would see, eyes that would lock in on what you're doing, God, eyes that would notice. God, capture our attention. God, I declare that, um, that, that each person in this room would be fixated and fascinated in you and in only you and only you Jesus and only you Jesus this is that um, you know the one thing the Father seeks is worship is that worship in spirit and truth I declare that over you that you would worship in spirit in the depth from the depth the deepest part of who you are and in truth in the reality of God <laughs> Jesus Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. If you're um, holy, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Right now, just if you're standing or sitting and there's um, someone that you, or, or even a group, that you know you need to forgive in your heart. Maybe you've done it before, but you know you need to do it again. I just want to encourage you just to do that right now. At, at, just before the Lord, just forgive. There's just a grace in this room right now to let go and to forgive. Forgiveness means you don't owe me anything anymore. Not even an apology, but I release you. 
from anything you might owe me. Just, re- just release right now. There's just a, an anointing in this room. There's a grace in this room for you just to let go. Maybe, maybe it's not a person. Maybe it's an old way or, or, um, or an old part of church culture that hurt you. And you just forgive. You just forgive. Just let it go. I just see like there's pegs in the ground that are holding people back from the land that God is inviting you to take. And it's just time to go, I just cut. You have scissors in your hand that God's given you and the scissors are called forgiveness. And you have the authority to cut those cords and to move forward. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Wow. Just put your hand on the shoulder of the person next to you. And we're just going to acknowledge before we pray that everyone in this room wants more. Everyone in this room wants more. I just want you just to start to pray for the person next to you for more. More, more, more. More of Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord. Shokaramaseletikia. Jesus. 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 Hmm. 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 Holy Spirit.